have you airdrop it when uh, we're done. Cool. I bet. All good. I'm gonna start recording. You can you can just look at me by the way. Cool. Awesome. So uh, thank you for doing this with me here. Uh, finally, finally got it. Of course, uh, Max. So could you just say your name and your background? My name is Jules Aspido. I'm from Eatontown, New Jersey. I've been here all my life. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican and Guatemalan. Yeah. Very nice. Kind of going to uh, in depth on the Puerto Rican and Guatemalan side. You know, uh -huh. which side of the family is that from? Uh, my father's Puerto Rican. My mother's Guatemalan. Very nice. Have you uh, have you been to either of those places? Um, I would love to go to Puerto Rico. I think it'll be I. The pictures, it looks amazing, it looks beautiful, the, the water is fucking blue, and can I curse? What? Can I curse or no? Yeah. Okay, okay. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, I've been there, I think I was 10 years old, um, beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful land, the, everything about, like, a different country that's not here, especially somewhere that is it's a different experience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Everything, even the buildings look different from what is going on over here, which I think is really cool. What about the way people act? Is there certain things you can take from them and apply to your life? Um, when it comes to a country that is poor, like Guatemala, there's very poverty over there. Um, you gotta take in that they're very humble people. And, you know, I think I grew up from my mother and my father teaching me to be humble. And I, you know, cherish that. I, I want my kids to, to know what being humble is and, and to really, like, I don't know, to really, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, just to be humble. It's very... When you're in somewhere where, like, that's where poverty is and where people don't have the things that you have, you tend to like more be grateful for the things you have here. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like the opportunities we have in America is very different from over there. You don't take things for granted. No, you can't, no. Absolutely. Now, when you went to Guatemala, kind of share some of your experiences there that you found. <laughs> what, was it what you just described? Like, what did you find? Well, um... There's uh, two sides in in Guatemala. There's very very nice people. Um, they 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 really like take you in. Food, it's immaculate, amazing. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come with twenty pounds or more when you come back or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna eat really good, and they treat you well, and the dancing and it's beauty. But then there's like. Obviously, it comes with the poverty. There's gonna be crime and and dangerous people that are, that just want to inflict things on other people, which is like totally stupid. What is your experience with that? My experience is, um, well, over there, um, having a car is like obviously like really, um, you know, if you had a car, you obviously had some type of money over there. Um, mostly, people take the bus. So there's a bus, and I took the bus. I wasn't with my mom. She was home, and I was with her sister, so my aunt. And I went, I went on the bus, 
and we were going to my aunt's house and it was just a normal bus ride and the buses looked obviously different from what we have here um, but it was like very old-fashioned kind of looking bus so we're in the bus and um, the guy jumps in the fucking car on the truck gets in he has a gun in his hand he says something in Spanish saying like everyone down I need your wallets change jewelry anything he starts stealing from the women starts stealing from the men he grabs my shirt, the back of my my uh, shirt, grabs me, pulls me to the side, puts the bullet, the bullets on my seat. Um, I remember that super clear, clearly. I was on the, I was on the side just tearing up, super scary. How old were you? Like ten. I never experienced something like that before. Like you you take the bus over here, you're not really gonna be afraid. Sure, there's Newark, but I'm not really afraid of like Newark or or like those places that are really bad. Yeah. Because like, um, I don't know. Like I experienced some crazy things in my life, but that was certainly something that was just like crazy. Cause you you wouldn't be really to get away with that over here. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I don't know. I was really crazy and I, I started crying and tearing up when I got out the bus that yeah probably had a lasting effect on you yeah and I, I remember that for the rest of my life for sure for sure yeah. now when did your mom and dad come to the United States uh, my mom was 16 years old and my father he was born in Puerto Rico but he came to um, oh no my bad he was born in the Bronx. When he when he was born, he was there for a bit, and then he moved back to Puerto Rico. And when he came back here, he was like, I don't know, 17, 17, 18. He came here because of the war. He was in the Vietnam War. My dad is 70 years old, so that's how he is. From 1950, he was born 1951. And he shared with me a lot of things from his long life of being in this world, 70 years old. So it's kind of, it's really cool to have a father that's like more older. Because a lot of my friends, sure, you have young parents. And I'm like always different, but it's whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. To, uh, what are some of the stories he shared with you? JFK assassination, uh, the King, Martin Luther King, um, when we first went to space, yeah. the war, um, him being in Vietnam, uh, just crazy things that happen in American soil or like people far away. Absolutely. A lot of things happen and it's a lot of things that he told me and like how I can learn from it. Things like that, yeah. That feeds the next nice to my next question. Here. Mm. He grew up in the Bronx, which Puerto Rico came back here, now in New Jersey. Mm. Um, there's a lot of different cultures he's been exposed to in his life. Yeah. Uh, how has that rubbed down to you? And can you kind of touch on the diversity here in the state of New Jersey where you grew up? Um, 
New Jersey is super, super diverse. Super. Uh, going to high school, I'm literally with black, white, Asian, uh, Hispanic. It's all of us in one school. And honestly, I never had an issue with anyone or seeing anybody have an issue with everyone, anyone at all for the four years of being in high school. Um, everyone seemed to get along, whoever who you were. So I really, I really enjoy that a lot. And there's also places in different places where I do get criticized or my mother gets criticized for being Hispanic. There's a lot of things along those lines too, but like I never felt um, any discrimination in, in school. I never, never did. You think it's because everyone's always kind of grown up like that here? They're just, they're just sort of used to it. Like, that's what they know. That's I think so. There's no problems, you think so? I think so. So what do you think for maybe somewhere like my home, like most of the audience here, mm -hmm. are going to be from Kansas or Kansas City or the Missouri side of Kansas City. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's not always like that. Yeah. It's not not to say there's problems, but it's not something that they've been in, ingrained in their whole life. What would you kind of say, say to them from your perspective on diversity and why it's, it's, so, it's so important to immerse yourself in other cultures? Um... You know, there's there's a lot of things to be diverse about. You know, you're not always going to eat a hamburger and, and a hot dog every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> um, if you, it's like I'm saying, like, I don't know, like, you want to try something different. So you go to Mai Tai and you try something different. I tried Mai Tai this year for the first time. I thought Chinese food was like the only Asian food you can really eat, but then there's Mai Tai, there's Indian food, there's all different types of shit that you, you can experience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had my first cannoli the other day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, cannolis are fucking amazing. They're great. They're great. Italian. Yeah. yeah. Thank God for the Italians, for the pizzas, you know what I'm saying? But like... Oh, best pizza here. Pizzas? There's a pizza over there, there's a pizza over there, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, there's a, the diversity is very important because you need to experience things that, that are really outside your box and uh, outside your world. Um, me being in a, in, a, in a Hispanic home, there's a lot of things that I experience that I wouldn't normally experience here, you know what I'm saying? Or there's a lot of things that, that Americans do that are culturally different from Hispanics or other people, you know what I'm saying? Um, like Hispanics, we have what Keen says for girls that are 16 years old, and we have these big bailas and dances and shit like that, and it's it's uh it's it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like you, it, um, everyone gets along, and starts dancing and stuff. Like it, it's it's really beautiful. Been yeah, yeah, I've been to many. <laughs> yes, sir. I love dancing. Amazing. I love dancing. That's perfect. So yeah. bring us on to the next thing. Kind of get into your wheelhouse here a little bit. Mm. Get into uh, your area. So sort of give us give us a rundown on what it is you do, specifically as it pertains to music. Okay. Uh, and what your life looks like. Well, I'm an R&B singer. Um, I sing. Uh, I sing pop music too. I started with pop music. Um, my, I would like to sing 
Spanish music at some point. I would love to. And um, I, sh um, I started as an actor, actually, when I was, uh, I think I was six. I was six years old. And my mother put me into to modeling before. I did like pampers and shit. So I was, I was already in the entertainment industry already. Doing modeling as like a little kid and a little baby. And then I started doing acting. And from acting, there's Broadway. I hate Broadway. I'm sorry to people that like Broadway. I don't like Broadway. I'm not really into that kind of stuff. But I still find it interesting. I, I think Broadway is nice. I'm watching it but not being in it. I don't like that at all. But I have done it before off Broadway. Um, but I really, the thing I liked about that was singing and performing. And I really liked that a lot. And I started doing that. And I, I was in the Apollo Theater in Harlem. And I did a show, and I did Michael Jackson, which is my uh, inspiration, one of my inspirations. Um, and I just remember after singing and performing, just this wide variety of the crowd just cheering and screaming. I just, it planted in my mind that I want to do this, that I want to do this someday, and really take it on to the next leap. So that was really the moment where you are like, hey, this is that was the real moment that, that sold me. How old were you at the time? That was 2015, so I don't know how it was that time. No, since then, mm. you started recording music, right? Yeah. You know, run, run us through that. What does that look like? You say you go up to the city every uh, weekend, almost every other weekend. Like, what does that look like? How is it all produced? You know, the people you've connected with? Um, well, um, so, I started doing it here, and I started, I started going on like YouTube and finding beats, and then I would write to them, and then one day I came across, my sister had a friend, his name is Choice, super kind guy, I met him when I was, I think, 12, and ever since, he's been like this to me. And he's taught me so many things and like really like showed me what this industry is really about and how really things go and and really helped me with my writing because I'm really I really suck at writing. I'm, I fail in English. I'm really bad at writing and and doing that type of stuff. But I really try my best. I'm really good at making melodies and just going in a mic and just doing it freestyling. I think I'm more better that way than having pen and paper. But I always try my best with writing and then after getting like really, really serious and I started traveling to the city. I started um, working in LA. I started having connections with people that I never even thought I had connections with. People that know Chris Brown, like it's fucking insane. That I even work with them and best friends with, which is it just blows my mind how I, I even got this far and working with the the top dogs in the industry and we just sit we go in this this 
beautiful studio somewhere I've never even been inside before and sitting down it always comes down to me the engineer and the producer and a writer but these guys were all in one so it's two of them and it'll be me and them in the studio he plays a beat he goes around the whole catalog I give him my idea what I want how I want things to sound and he'll go off of it and then I'll be like stop I like that one then he keeps playing it we loop it we loop it I give a couple ideas heartbreak loving something blah 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 we get away with it we keep going blah 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 we keep with the melodies and writing then I go in the booth cut it and just uh, just has the magic that's how the magic happens yeah it comes together doesn't it yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, so you mentioned you've done shows in like Asbury Park and stuff yes so that's what you wanted to continue doing and you've done that touch on some of the shows that you've done around here um I've done a couple shows in Asbury um Asbury is super diverse too yeah very diverse um uh, I did at a bar. Couldn't even drink, but I can perform there, I guess. Um, I did a couple times at a bar. Uh, other places, like this place called the House of Independence. It's really huge. I've never been in a place like that before. Um, I performed there. And it's crazy how, like, I'm just performing and just at the end of the day, all the dance moves just comes with what happens when I'm entertaining. Like something that you you can't teach. Right. Yeah. And I really, I don't know, I really like that. And uh, Asbury is really nice. I always wanted to perform at the Stone Pony. Someday I, I will. Because it, lo- it looks like a cool spot to do. I love it. Yeah. How does it feel to you be able to touch such a wide variety of people's lives and make an impact in their lives through your music? Um, it feels amazing. I like that kids know, you know, like you and me, kids our age or even younger, to to understand that we can still do things even if we're younger and we can still do things that seem impossible to even do. Like you do soccer and you're really fucking good at it. You're going to college for it. Did you really think that you're gonna really get there someday? I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna get this far. But it's because you have to keep going. You can't give up when you're doing this type of stuff. If you really enjoy something, and you think you can make a living from it, you need to keep going. You gotta get to that. Keep going with it. Run with it. And keep going as far as you can with it because you can go far with it and you will someday achieve your highest goal that you dream of. Because all it comes down to your dreams. And that's why I love it. That's why we're doing this interview because mm. it's something that you've done. Yeah. Right? Don't be humble. You, you can kind of brag about yourself here. <laughs> Where has that led you? Like, is there labels involved? You know, talk about your biggest <laughs> songs. So just go, go all in. Let's hear it. Okay. Um. My latest song, I think it has like a, a couple hundred thousand. The, the song before I dropped last year, 
at this time. Bad Habit, it's at a million something streams, which is insane. Um, I have another song with Stolen House. Um, I made music with Eric Bellinger, who is a R&B legend. A fucking amazing guy. A great guy, very kind and humble to himself. And to, to be somebody to, to listen to him on Spotify and to actually making a song with them is it just blows my mind how I got the chance to be with that. And LA is really nice too. I made a song with them. It's my latest song that I have right now, Breathe. Um, is very kind person. A lot of people in the industry is very kind and, and very humble as well too. And making the music videos with him was really cool. And I really like enjoying that. Um, I have been in a lot of record labels. Um, try to cut down some deals. We, I'm working with a guy who's with a label for Motown. And do you know what Motown is or not? Uh, well, Motown is founded by Barry Gordy, who is a, a mega guy at the top of the industry who signed Michael Jackson when he was like 12 years old which is insane or Stevie Wonder and and Marvin Gaye so that's where Motown really started and I'm working with the guy who literally is the vice president of Motown which is insane and he housed me with the connections and housed me uh, grow myself as an artist and and really become more of a, a professional of what I'm doing. So, yeah. Awesome. I appreciate you talking about that. I know you like to be humble with things, but <laughs> it's, good, it's good to hear things about that. And it's, hopefully, it's good for you to hear like what you've done and kind of take a step back sometimes. Yeah. You're like, hey, I've come, come a long way. So, now going back to diversity and different cultures in it, you know, connections, they can be everything. Yeah. In the music industry, especially, it, it, it's very diverse. There's a lot of people from different, different cultures, African American, Hispanic, yourself. How important is looking through the racial barrier when connecting with people? Because it's everything. And is there? Uh, have you seen racism in the music industry? Is it there? Uh, you know, kind of touch on that. I don't see any racism with the music industry because if you really think about it, um, most of them is African American. And they're very, very kind and humble people. And I never had an issue working with anybody. And um, it's very diverse. Your, your producer can be an Asian, uh, someone who's white, someone who's black. It's very diverse. This, <laughs> this career is like really diverse. There's tons of people that does that do different type of things that benefit this career that I'm doing and um, there's a lot of people that I find inspiration from that who's African-American so honestly have you ever even thought of it before what like the people you work with people from all different backgrounds has, has it ever even crossed your mind no, no. See, that's, that's good because yeah. it shows that um, there's no barriers there and mm. you can just connect with people as people yeah and 
everyone would just talk to you as, as I'm talking to you, just normal. Absolutely. Yeah. I think music does that too. It can, it can sort of bring. It can connect you, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, now you, you've spent time on the east and west coast from mm-hmm. New Jersey. You spent time in LA, as you said. Uh, sort of talk about the cultural differences you've seen between the two sides of the country. Um. Mm, like, what do you mean? How is the East Coast different from the West Coast? How is it different yeah. culturally? Yeah. There's mm. a complete different vibe. I, I've seen it myself, so. Really? I think so. I don't know. You don't know? Mm. Okay. We'll move on. Uh, you mentioned that so you wanted to start making Hispanic music. I do. How has your background influenced your own music? Well, um, as a child, my father would play salsa, which is incredibly popular in Puerto Rico, and it's literally where it came from. So he always played around in the house, and I used to dance to it when I was a little. Literally, I couldn't even walk, and I would just hold on to the post and just start dancing, and. Um, ever since that, I've really loved Spanish music. The, just like, I don't know, it has like a, the music makes you want to dance. And it makes you want to move, and I like that a lot. And I think one day I am going to start doing my music in Spanish. And have like a Spanish album or something. Or maybe have like my R&B and it mixes to Spanish it could be that too. It'd be cool. I mean, something like that would be really nice. Um, but one day I am going to do a Spanish album. I'm it really cool. Um, it's just the way the Latin really influences me. And honestly, I, I, I think that there's not too many Hispanics that are, that are out there like me doing this type of career. And I think it would be really nice to see more of us doing this type of stuff. I feel like I feel like if you really want to do this this career and you can see yourself doing this if you fail one time you need to pick back yourself you need to pick yourself up and keep going because you don't know how many times I've failed myself so many times even when I was doing acting, I never, I never got an audition for a long time. I never got a callback for a long time. And it comes down to that you showing up. At least you showed up and you sh- did your fucking best. And you really proved to your own self that you had fun and you really did yourself on one thing. I feel like that's all that matters, if you get it or not. Just I keep going. Especially for you, it's something you love so much. Yeah. It's like, you might as well go all in. You gotta keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Now, Jules, uh, I kind of want to, before I wrap things up here, I kind of want to give you the floor to talk on any any topic as it pertains to music. You can relate it to diversity if you want. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything you want to hit on? Is there any advice you want to give? Maybe you could talk about how um, music, it, it can be such an international thing. Like, seriously, you get people... And 
in the most remote place in the world, the Middle East, all over Europe, listening to the latest hits that come out of LA where you spent time. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. Is, is there just anything you want to hit on there? Um, I think music as a whole, anyone can listen to a song and it'll bring a memory to them. You can listen to a heartbreak song and it'll, you'll think about that one person that you can relate to from that song. So I think music is a very, very diverse place that you can really connect to no matter who you are, how much money you have, where you come from. You can come from Africa, France, China, and still listen to an artist from America and connect with them. There's fans all over and there's people that enjoy the music that you create or you listen to. Um, it's super diverse. I love yeah. that answer. Yeah. Now, final question here. How has embracing your background and the values that you've learned from your Hispanic background mm -hmm. allowed you to succeed in your own life and make a meaningful difference in the lives of others? Um, well, some of my friends are, are white, some of my friends are black, and I'm probably their only Hispanic friend, either or, or there might be one of their one of Hispanic friends and uh, I just bring them like, I don't know, like they can be around my parents and and see how we talk in Spanish and stuff like that and or they like, sometimes I like, I don't know, I listen to Spanish music and my friends will be like, what are you listening to? And I'll be like, oh, I'm listening to Raul Alejandro or something and they'll be like, who's that? And I'm like, because Spanish artist and I'll let, let them listen to it. And yeah, the shit's fire. And then they'll be like, oh my God, is that Future in there? I'm like, yeah, Future, someone you know, is in a Spanish song. So, um, stuff like that. Uh, um, it's a lot of things where being Spanish is like really cool because you get this, this death and death and death and and deeper you go, you have this huge cultural environment that comes along with being Hispanic. You get so much culture, and, and it's very beautiful. And there's a lot of things that go with it, you know what I'm saying? Real quick, just hit on those values that you learned. Maybe mm. hard work from the Puerto Rican side, humbleness from the Guatemalan side. Mm. Talk about that real quick and how that applies to your life today. Um, I always looked up to my mother. And my father, um, my mother was obviously not even born here. She didn't even go to school. And she came a long way from cleaning rich people's houses to, to be able to being successful on her own and picking her feet up and stop scrubbing the floors and, and doing her own thing that she always wanted to do and to caring her family. And my dad, you know, coming here, 
at a young age and getting out of the war and just finding a job to do and just coming up from there. It's, um, you learn a lot from that, that no matter where you come from, you can, you can achieve anything, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah. Love it. Jules, yeah. thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> ah. All right, you can hit in on that one. What, what'd you think? What'd you think? I think it was great.